sorry I bashed your head in, buddy, but I had to. You see, the fate of the universe depends on you. Yeah, I get that a lot. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we are talking about Into the Wild Green Yonder, part two. All right, put on your hats, everyone, because this one's going to go places. Now, Ben, did you know that Jeopardy is now on Hulu? I did not know that. Well, it is in fact on Hulu and they have like three different seasons and different tournaments. So the the latest one is the Tournament of Champions for 2014. Okay. Do not think that this stopped me, friend of the podcast Emma and hashtag team Ben's girlfriend from watching way too much Jeopardy on well, we were hanging out. Okay. Um, and I wanted to share with you one specific Jeopardy clue because I think you might be able to answer it. I'm not sure. It's a hard one. It was a, okay, it was a $200 clue, so it's not that hard. Okay, well, I'm looking um, forward to this $200 you're dur- definitely going to give me when I answer this correctly. I, I mean, like, I'll pull up Venmo. Anyway, <laughs> uh, during the Jeopardy round of the first semifinal in 2014 of the Tournament of Champions, the $200 clue in the category Fiction Ale... Fiction okay. and ale, so it's beer and fiction, was Pabst Blue Robot is Bender's favorite on this TV show. Do, 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 and I do, literally do, stood up, do, 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 yelled do, do, Futurama at the television do, screen, do, do, and got applause do, 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 from friend of the podcast, Emma, and hashtag team Ben's girlfriend. I nearly threw my hands up into the fan. That was how excited I was. <laughs> Uh, I, didn't, I, do. I didn't get to answer the question, though, because I was too busy doing the Jeopardy theme song. The answer is, of course, American Dad. I'm sorry. It is, what is American Dad? Shh. <sighs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, no, uh, th- I have a problem with this, though. Okay. They say Paps Blue Robot is Bender's favorite. I disagree. I always thought it was lowbrow. Well, so... I don't know if there's ever canonically a favorite of Bender's... That's beers. true. He does like lowbrow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no. I, no. Fry wants lowbrow because it's got the dots. Oh, see, I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Okay, maybe I'm wrong in this. Bender suggests that they get Pabst Blue Robot. Because of the, the metal shavings. Right. Fry can't drink it because of the metal shavings. Now, I don't know that it is his canonically favorite beer. Or if he's just throwing out options. Right. Hmm. Now, technically speaking, it's not really going to change the answer to this question. It's, I mean, Bender is, I mean, I guess. Now, hold on. Okay, go on. The Breakfast Club had a character named Bender. Yes. Is it a TV show? It's 2018. How is it not a TV show? They're remaking everything (laughs) into movies. Reboot culture is here. Right? Old movies become TV shows. Old TV shows become movies. 
Uh, I old literally movies talk- become new movies. We're literally talking about how a TV show became a movie in this podcast right now. See, there's precedent. Now, so, <laughs> The Breakfast Club, the TV show. Okay. Bender. Okay. John John Bender? Is that I his name? I believe that's his first John name, John yes. Bender at the Bender household. It was a banner year at the Bender household. Banner year. He, a Bender year. He... I could see him drinking Pabst Blue Robot. I mean, it seems like the kind of thing that he'd be into sure. for no real reason. Uh-huh. Even with the metal shavings hurting his stomach all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's because it's a badass move, and he's got to prove he's a badass. That's fair. See? And then Jeopardy's wrong. And we are right, technically correct, the best, the best kind, kind of, correct. of correct. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of the kind of correct that Jeopardy operates on entirely. But no, I don't. I don't think that Bender has a, a canonically favorite beer. He has a beer that he has canonically suggested to that Fry is and true. Leela. There is also a beer he has canonically brewed within himself. It's true. Uh, Bender Brow. I believe right. it's Bender Brow. I couldn't. I can't remember. Well, because it's an ale. That's true. Um, and I th- the other one was Botweiser. That right. was a suggestion. I thought he ended was that up the going, lager. I, th- I think so. Okay. However, I definitely just like super nerded out and <laughs> got applause. I got applause from the people I was sitting with, like the the friends. They were like, "You nailed it!" Yes. Well, it turns like, out when you yay. do nerdy things with people watching Jeopardy, they applaud that. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, it it very dovetailed into this podcast because we're talking about a 2014 episode of Jeopardy that included Futurama for a bit of like literally a two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we ended up making the Breakfast Club into a TV show. So, <clears throat> oh, also, I would, <laughs> I would just like to apologize to everybody listening because the audio it is, is going to be bad this week. We are blanketed in forest fire smoke, and it is. Uh, it was a high of like ninety eight. Oh, it was not a good day today. Um, so my whole body is just deciding to just shut down. It's fair. And um, so if my voice is a little bit raw uh this this evening um that is why uh-huh and uh, my my office had an offsite that required us to be outside for a good amount of it so just wanted to throw out that content warning anyways yeah let's uh Shall unless you have do- any other thoughts on bender's canonical favorite beard i d- i honestly do not have any other thoughts okay um, well i'm actually gonna google it because who knows we could be very wrong it's true uh bender's favorite beer was a second surprisingly, suggestion. Surprisingly, it's Guinness. So lowbrow comes up a couple of times in the okay. Google search results. Which kind of bolsters my um, original thought, but you probably but are But they right. don't say favorite. They just say it's a beer. Um, Ooh, right. So you're right that there's no canonical favorite. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, now, here's, also, here's a oh. short clip of him drinking a beer. Let's see if I can tell what... Is this the one where he's like using a robot to pour uh-huh. it into his mouth and he gets mad now, there's the definitely there's definitely an l an l at the beginning of this okay. beer label so i think he might be drinking lowbrow okay okay well jeopardy uh people uh please tweet at back to futurama we've apparently got some beef to settle we, we've cracked your 2014 puzzle that you laid for us and then had to put it on hulu because we don't watch television because it's who who watches live television anymore? Okay, now let's get through this episode because my voice is... Um, it's disintegrating as we speak. In, Literally as we speak. It's as, a podcast. Yeah, as we speak. And um, 
So into the wild green yonder. The previously on this week is Zoidberg and Hermes clinking two wine glasses. One includes matter and one includes antimatter and they explode. I, I kind of am liking how we're charting all the previously ons as they make little to no sense. And they've just they've gotten less sensical over time, I feel like. Because like th- remember so many episodes ago when we were like Amy's top flies off, that's weird and and now we're like why did they have antimatter in a glass? Yeah. But well, it was labeled too. This does not make any sense. It does not compute. Also, how are you how is the antimatter not reacting with the matter in the glass unless it's an antimatter glass? But then how is the glass not the antimatter glass not refle- reacting with matter in Hermes' hand? Unless Hermes is antimatter. antimatter. And then I think we're through the the antimatter looking glass. It's a whole thing Mm -hmm. that i don't i think i think they thought about it less than we're doing it so right now for a a two second clip yeah you're probably (laughs) right so uh we get the previously on into the wild green yonder part one blah 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 whatever and then you listened to that last week it yeah um previously on back to the futurama we talked about pokemon probably so (laughs) We've cracked the code. We go to the Martian desert Mm -hmm. out to uh, the the Planet Express crew is going to start looking for Bender. They have six shovels and uh, Hermes says, everybody go search one sixth of the planet uh, and we'll spend the next 50 years wasting our lives doing this. There is a bit of forlorn in his voice, but also excitement, which I think is the bureaucratic side of him or the antimatter side of him. Right. If I had now, I now have a lot of question. I I don't know if I can trust Hermes anymore because he may be an antimatter being. It's true. This fan um, theory you have here is very good. Um, and by very good, I mean is is a one. Well, you said it was a good fan theory, and at best, um, I'm a fan. That's it's not true. really a great theory, and <laughs> it's definitely not good. Well. <laughs> Well, one one word fragment is good enough for me. Then uh, at that point, as they're about to start start uh, looking, Bender sort of just erupts out from the ground <laughs> along just, with Fanny. Just a giant explosion of Martian dirt for little to no reason. And he's like, oh, no, uh, they didn't kill us. They just shot us and buried us a couple of times as a warning. This actually is kind of a pattern for the robot mafia mm-hmm. no they shoot people they shoot people well they as shoot robots uh, right that's fair they show ro- robot people right as warnings because it doesn't really it hurts probably but you know it doesn't kill them like it would a, a flesh person yes a flesh person mm-hmm. well i can't say humans you can i mean kiff though and bullets, you have you ever seen kiff get shot with bullets you don't know. That's fair. He might be immune. I have him, seen him being exploded by a missile, though. We go to <laughs> Wong Minster Golf Club. Miniature golf club. Where, yeah, it's a, it's just a big putt-putt course, uh, which really kind of made me want to play putt-putt. Same. I have not done that in ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always enjoyed it, even though I'm kind of bad at it. Same. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I also like uh, regular-sized golf. Oh, I'm I'm garbage at that. Oh, I am as well. I've never actually done real, like, for real golfing. At most, I've done 
I've gone to a driving range. Okay. And I watch all the people just like hit a ball and it goes soaring off into the, the sky. And then I hit a ball and then I'm like, cool. It went like 50 yards. That's still a good amount of yards. Is it? I've hit some that went right, straight up and then straight back down. Landing where around where I was. I never thought I'd be better at golf than somebody. I mean, that's it's an it's 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 a <laughs> spectrum, right? My my worst is very bad, but my good is all right. My worst is about fifty yards. My best is about fifty five yards. So you have a very narrow band, but you all, you have a good floor. You can build the ceiling out without losing the floor. What the hell is this house metaphor? I, I'm going off of talent. It like like sports. Sp- I, this is a sport conversation I'm having with you that and I that I oh, realizing see, I don't know sports. Right. Um, as I'm sitting here across the table from a guy in a <laughs> Let's Go Hokies T-shirt and with uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Virginia <laughs> Tech, uh, Portland Timbers, and radford stickers on his laptop hey i know what i like and what i like are those four teams and sports of those four teams most of which are not great it's okay i've got a back to the futurama sticker on my laptop most (laughs) of which is not great (laughs) (laughs) we're the jacksonville jaguars of podcasts occasionally we show up and do good but ultimately we're a disappointment Uh uh-huh so what you're saying, last year's Jacksonville Jaguars, so uh, the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars that went to the AFC Championship are like Jurassic Bark for our episode because it was very good. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the Jaguars seasons are the rest of the episodes of Back to the Futurama. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Um, I like this fan theory. Okay. That, that we are the Jacksonville Jaguars of podcasting. Uh-huh. I prefer this to uh, anonymous... <laughs> <laughs> being completely like uh it's a po- it's it's another one on the big old podcast pile at iTunes uh headquarters iTunes headquarters i yep iTunes headquarters <laughs> so thank you for listening <laughs> yeah wow okay we <laughs> we did the some point stuff. the point is the point is putt putt is pretty fun <laughs> it is um uh, the club seems to have a very strict no girls allowed policy, which seems to is uh, um, generous because th- it, Amy straight out says that the policy is no girls allowed. Well, the, it, I will suggest that they are also playing. Right. It, because they're specifically breaking the rules. And the only way they were allowed to do that was by wearing these big tags on their shirt that point out that they are, in fact, women. I mean, I feel like that. At, granted, I first off, there's a lot of problems. There's here. a lot of problems. Yes. Uh, first, Lila and Amy are are relatively femme presenting. Mm-hmm. Probably don't need another sign in- indicating they're a woman. Could just say guest. Could just say guest. Could just say guest and be done. But that's not how this works because, uh, as Amy points out, they were lucky to get in because there is a no girls allowed policy. Then why do they have the woman tags? Because her father owns the course and can pull his own strings. And create his own tags? I mean, I'm not saying there's... I don't know how this freaking club works. (laughs) What I know, Mike, is that Amy specifies, A, they were lucky (laughs) to get in. B, Leo Wong has a strict no girls allowed policy at his miniature putt-putt golf I mean, I'm I'm just arguing it can't be that strict. It can be referred to as strict, but I don't think it's that strict. 
because they they literally <laughs> let Leela and Amy play. It can't if it's strict no girls policy. Literally, they wouldn't be there. Scene wouldn't exist. Ah. <laughs> uh. The point is, Leo Wong is a jerk. Well, yes, I, we can all agree <laughs> in that. Regardless of how he does it, he's a he's a jerk. Uh, anyway, Leela calls it out for not being fair, and it's she's right. I'm glad we spent twenty freaking minutes on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, remember oh. how I was saying we're the Jacksonville Jaguars of podcasting? <laughs> this is this is a two and fourteen season episode. Um, who that smoke is like it's doing for, forest fire smoke i want to point out because right. we do live in oregon i should probably right. be clear That's on good. that <laughs> but that forest fire smoke is definitely messing me up a yeah. little bit and it's coming from both directions from california and canada so getting it from all sides now anybody that is affected by those forest fires i hope you are safe i hope you are in a good position while you are listening to this and also we are our brains have been fried by it so I, I hope your stuff is all safe and everything. Okay. I didn't have a point to that. I, I don't hope think. I hope your stuff is all safe and everything. The And your life and junk. And your life and junk. So there's a good sentiment <laughs> about, behind what I said. No, the even sen- if the words isn't the sentiment words was good. great, but I think it does point out just how bad we are at this when we are getting bombarded by both Canadian smoke and California smoke. Yes. I think that's what's doing it. I think it's the mixture of the that's two. That's true. Because one is my very brain polite, mm-hmm. and one is, is very aggressive on the roadways. Also, some other stereotypes about <laughs> California, <laughs> I guess, and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, one 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 piece of smoke says, "Good day." No, that's that's Australian. One. I can't even do Canada. One, <clears throat> one piece of smoke. Piece of smoke. <laughs> is discreet pieces of smoke one piece of smoke is scented like a tim hortons like good coffee i get those good tim bits yep um and then the other <laughs> is, is scented like in and out burger Ooh, and you get that good combination of coffee burger all up in your face and then you forget how words oh work. man i wonder if anybody's made a coffee rubbed burger doesn't it sound good, actually? Like they do it to steaks. Um, I got. Not, we should probably <laughs> podcast about Futurama. The thing that so, we're supposed to do instead of just wild tangents everywhere. Hey, guess how many scenes we've gotten through so uh, far? One, I believe. Um, we've gotten through. Um, if you don't one, count, yeah. if you don't count the uh, the previously on Futurama, you know that we're I at about zero point seven. No, we've gotten out of the Mars desert and into the golf club, so we're arguing about the podcast as we're doing it. This is this is a new low. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, so yes, you're correct. We've gotten through one. Uh, Leela is asking Leo Wong if it as the sprinklers come on to make it so green, um, if it wastes a ton of water. Apparently, they uh, Leo Wong pumps it directly what's called Flamingo Lake, which is kind of on a big like berm or something, and it just sucks the flamingos down out of the lake and basically turns the sprinklers in, instead of water sprinklers to pink flamingo feather sprinklers. It's the sprinklers we always wanted. Disagree heavily, Leo. Uh, he's also, I mean, just along that same 
Leo Wong is a jerk thing. He's straight up cheating at miniature golf. Oh, sure. Um, because they really just want to rub it in that he's a big fat jerk. I mean, he's very bad at it and very cursing at it. And I, which I, I will say, I understand that part. I don't understand the cheating part. So they, then he, he's like, oh yeah, you know, miniature golf is really fun and I love it. Um, as they're sort of flying off into space and he's like, but the biggest problem with miniature golf is, golf is that it's so damn miniature. And so he reveals his plan where he wants to build the galaxy's biggest miniature golf course. Uh, where these balls are being put into giant cannons. And the first hole is on Jupiter's moon Hydra, which is a six billion mile par two. Pluto's moon Hydra. Oh, did I mess that on up? You sure did. I I, I apologize. They do, do. He does bounce it off of Jupiter. I, so I, Jupiter's yes. involved, but Hydra is definitely one of Pluto's five known moons. Excellent. Along with Nix and Charon and... Uh, I think two of them are still unnamed, technically. I will accept being wrong. So, um, but now, okay, so, you know that if you had the ability to play miniature golf in space where you are shooting giant golf balls out of a cannon, you would totally do this, right? Yes, I would. Right, because, of course, everyone would. Because yes, it, it sounds, sounds amazing. It sounds like the most fun that anyone has ever had. Yeah, um, I want I want to put a button that t- basically fires a cannon. That sounds rad. Mm-hmm. Right. So pretty rad. So he he does that. He does that exact thing you just said, <laughs> and then it shoots out this giant ball. It it goes around the sun, bounces off Jupiter, and then it lands on Hydra, and it almost goes in, but not quite. Yeah, it's it's just on the edge there. So he flies out to Hydra pretty quick. Yeah, surprisingly quick. For- and uh, tries to, he has to like use this putter to like hit this ball. Giant. Like 10, 20 times bigger than he is, um, which is a very v- funny visual scene it's a that very I, good. I actually very much enjoy. Agreed. As much as Leah Wong is a jerk, uh, that's a fun little scene. Yeah. Uh, he says, put me down for a two, and Amy puts him down for a two, but drawing eight and two underlines. So that's just the first hole of this 18-hole miniature golf course, mi- it, l- the largest miniature golf course, um, and they're going to demolish the entire arm of the Milky Way. Which uh, turns out to be 12% of the entire galaxy just for a golf course. Seems like a lot of the galaxy for a golf course. Mm-hmm. Luckily... Leo has already hired a scientist to do an environmental study to make sure everything is um, on the up and up. Mm -hmm. It's Farnsworth, who is currently naked in a room where the money is just flowing around him all the time when fans and tries to grab him and what have you. I'm sure there's a name for it, but I do not know it. Uh, I would just call it a money shower because it's, you know. Okay. Mostly because he's naked. That's the part where I'm like, oh, it's like a shower Sure. But with money. But what if you had clothes? I know they've put it on television before. What's the point if you've got clothes on? I don't understand. You, that's how you hold on to the money. I but I I mean I don't shower with my clothes on, Mike. Well, I understand that, but you're also not trying to collect the water. You're trying to use the water to wash off the 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 bad things that are on you currently, whether that is dirt, sweat, or other things I do not want to describe but I'm using the money to wash off my lack of money. But, okay, but 
<laughs> but do you want that money to go down the drain? Like, that's a very bad thing for money to do. No, I grab the money. But where do you keep it? You don't have a you don't have a collecting place to do so. I mean, unless you're going to go for nature's on pocket. another totally uh, different, totally different <laughs> note uh, that has nothing to do with any of that that we just said. They go on the environmental survey. Fry awakens on what he thought was a toilet, and uh, I don't want more information nope. about that. So they are flying through this like asteroid field, from the looks of it. Um, Bender is using this scope to look for life, which he points out that uh, there is Zilcho, uh, which is another fun little... Like, mm-hmm. they're just like, here's this random little callback that we can throw in yeah. just repeatedly throughout this movie. Because last week it was the boom, boom. Right. And now it's his callback to thing and El Zilcho is like the coolest superhero name, which sure. I agree, it is. Pretty cool. Uh, they un- Then they do find a sign of life on the Spockoscope. And it is this uh, little asteroid with flowers and uh, like fish that are evolving to walk on land. Um, And Leela even points out it's like a textbook on evolution. Except in Kansas, as Fry points out. Which I feel like they made a joke similar. I I think they they made a, a dig at Kansas like only a couple of episodes ago. I mean, you know, I imagine making fun of Kansas from a from a science show is kind of. I mean, you're probably right. Ki- kind of like a slam dunk, which is another sports thing. That's one I actually knew. There you go. You're learning the, the sports teams. I, I mean the the sports things I know exist. One is make fun of Mike for his sports team selection mm-hmm, for bad sport team. The other one is that slam dunk is a thing. Hey, you know, you're, you're, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. And, and I think there were worse places to start than some slam dunks or some hole in ones. Um, oh, we did kind of skip over a part where Leela is wondering why men can't just be happy with regular sized miniature golf. <laughs> uh, and the professor points out that it's just ingrained in men that they need to make everything bigger. Take, for example, this 301 inch TV, which immediately plays an ad for a 302-inch TV. It's brand new. And the professor immediately hates his old TV and throws a remote at it, and it shatters into pieces. Doesn't he throw the biggest gulp that he was drinking? Oh, yes, 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 yes. My bad. I just assumed remote, because how would you turn on the TV? But you're right. He's drinking a biggest gulp because men need to make things bigger. I mean, it is a very big gulp. I mean, you could kill a man with that gulp. It's too much gulp way too much gulp i'm i'm fine with just a big gulp i don't even the bigger gulp is a bit much for me sometimes i just want that good regular gulp we've said gulp so many times (laughs) it has lost all meaning it means nothing to me now while they are looking at this life Mm -hmm. on this little like asteroid the uh it's pointed out that this asteroid is around this violet dwarf mm-hmm. where Leo wants to put the 18th hole and he wants to detonate it so that it's a, a black hole. So you can't get your ball back at the end of the game. Sure, It makes total sense. Um, it's also going to be where the golf pants museum is. And if that doesn't exist currently, I want to go to it or donate somewhere where I can see it because I want a museum solely about golf pants. 
Does it exist, Ben? In Ben Google's that corner. Um, unfortunately, there is no golf pants museum. I'm gonna put this search no! in quotes just to make absolutely sure. It's probably only gonna come up with uh, references to this episode of Futurama. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, okay, I'm, <clears throat> I, I, you've piqued my interest. Interestingly, the uh, second and third results are uh, referring to Futurama. Okay, sure. The first one is a definition of golf pants, which I am now going to read to you. I am very excited about this. Clothing products, namely boxer shorts, bra... Wait, what? Whoa. This is some weird golf pants. (laughs) Golf pants optional, I see. Clothing products, namely boxer shorts, bras, underwear briefs, clothing caps, fleece tops, polo shirts, golf pants... Men's and women's dress shirt. No, what? I don't. What even is this? <laughs> is this it is a sh- actually a. Is it a shop? Def- no, it's a. Also, what is a clothing cap? This isn't a dictionary. It's a. I don't know what this site is, to be honest. <laughs> because. <laughs> oh, this is an example sentence with golf pants. Okay. What's the example sentence? No, that's what I was reading. No, that's not a sentence. Those it's just are, a list of things. It's a list of things. It's a bad sentence. I can make a better sentence. I put on my golf pants to go golfing today at the golf course. Now, this is the reason why it found it. It's because the third example sentence with golf pants is, and the golf pants museum? <laughs> I have a feeling that this entire website <laughs> is, is just... Uh, crawling the internet and looking for phrases and then saying that these are sentences. And so I think the first one was literally just like some store that got, that got scraped uh, <laughs> by this search. And then it was like, this is obviously a sentence because it's just a list of uh, clothing caps. Uh-huh. That's the one that really bothers me. What is a clothing cap? Okay, this is. <laughs> we are going down the rabbit hole in this one. Uh, when I look up, oh wait, I'm going to do this one in quotes as well, and I'm probably just going to get that one same example <laughs> website. Um, now oh, here we go. Red canoe men's clothing. Oh, it's oh, well, it's just a baseball cap. Yeah, I figured. Okay. I just it was just very weird to. This be is called. the worst. Ben Google's that <laughs> corner ever. Um. Is there a golf apparel museum that there might be a pants section? I've already in. used up okay. all my Google searches. Nobody <laughs> wants to listen to any more of this. <laughs> it's it's funny you've allo- you allo- you get allocated five Google searches a day, and we used them all up here. And it's just uh, it's a shame because we needed those. We had better Googles to make there. Like when does it get cool again in Portland? When does the smoke go away in Portland? Back on Mars. Leo is doing a round of putt-putt with President Nixon Mm -hmm. and Vice President, uh, Headless Body of Agnew. Uh, As Nixon is, like, telling him, just hit it softly, Agnew decides to just smash the ball and hits Zoidberg, who's about to go off of a very tall uh, diving board, and he falls and smashes his neck. I feel bad for Zoidberg. Yeah. No, me too. He lets out a very sad, like, awful noise when he lands on the cold hard pavement 
Uh, it's at this point the green Uritas show up to protest. They like burst through like a big hedge, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, they are saying uh, Leela is now with them. She's joined this, this eco-feminist movement. Right. And uh, she says, you can't demolish this star because there's life and so on and so forth. And then uh, Leah Wong holds up this folder with a big old scientist approved stamp with professor farnsworth giving like a thumbs up right my question is where can i get one of those stamps <laughs> it's a good stamp because i want to stamp everything i own <laughs> with that stamp <laughs> it's like you write a check stamp and hand it off mm-hmm. yeah you, uh, you uh scientist approved yeah you you write a letter to your landlord and saying like i I, I would like less rent. Check. Scientist approved. Scientist approved. You you write a cover letter. Scientist approved. Why is this all letters? I'm gonna stamp like um all kinds of things. Like your couch? Yeah, scientist approved. Like your TV? On the back so I can still see, but yeah, scientist <laughs> approved. Fair. What about the walls? My landlord well, I'll need to get permission from my landlord, so I'll send him a letter. With stamp. With a stamp that says scientist approved. So I can stamp it on the walls. I'm going to put it on everything. Just on all the things. What about yourself? Oh, naturally. Actually, come to think of it, I'm going to use the Wong mentality where it's going to be easier to just uh, stamp the things that are not scientist approved. Ooh, okay. So so then you have to flip uh, Farnsworth's thumbs up to a thumbs down. Re- reverse, yeah. Flip and the, then also make him angry because, of course. Make him angry and then... Not scientist approved. And now what would you stamp then? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> it is amazing to me how quick you had Gwyneth Paltrow come out of your mouth. That's almost surprising how fast that came out. Wow. I mean, I get it. And it's funny. I'm just, I'm gobsmacked that it came out that quickly. That it was just like the recall on that. Well done. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, the uh, f- uh, feministas kind of state their demands, and then they sort of back up a little bit and accidentally knock into one of the golf carts, mm-hmm. which then starts careening down this hill right. as as the headless body of Agnew is kind of like starting to run after them mm-hmm. to, to, to attack them. And then it runs over the headless body of Agnew, which everybody just starts all of a sudden referring to as just Agnew. Mm-hmm. Like Leela's like, no Agnew. Like, like they're like, y- we get it. He's headless. Let's just go with the name. Please. It's just weird to like, I mean, I know that that was his last name and everything, mm-hmm. but it's weird to just call people Agnew. That's a, it sounds weird. I don't know. Like, we refer to people with their last name sometimes. Yeah, but Agnew is, like, because I always, I always hear him referred to as Spiro Agnew, not, or the headless body of Agnew. That's fair. And not just Agnew. But, I mean, if he was in the current world, I mean, I refer to people by last names like Bortles or, or possibly uh, I've lost every other name in the world, actually. Okay, it's Bortles and are you a Bortles or are you an Agnew? <laughs> the BuzzFeed articles keep coming from this group. Anyways, this runs. If you're BuzzFeed, please tweet that back to Futurama. Uh, this 
And if you're not, keep an eye on BuzzFeed to make sure they're not plagiarizing this brilliant yeah. this satire piece from the minds at Back to the Futurama. Yeah. So this golf we, cart... We will be litigious. This golf cart runs over Agnew and uh, Agnew dies. Yeah, like, he's mangled. He's mangled. His arm literally has come off. He's just dead. They, yep. they killed Agnew. Nixon is upset and uh, forces the Secret Service to go after them. And then they run over Agnew again. Like, good job, Secret Service. I mean, now that he's dead, I mean, you know, they don't have to protect him anymore. No, it's true. Back on Earth, they are watching TV. Mm -hmm. They do that a lot. We find out from Linda and Morbo that uh, the crime of killing a headless torso is worth six weeks in jail actually we get that direct from nixon as he's giving a televised address oh yes 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 thank you the maximum sentence for killing a headless body is six weeks yes you are technically correct the best kind of correct so i've i've brought it back from being wrong so the eco-feminists are kind of hiding from helicopters and as they're sitting the one the the leader with the megaphone is just having the worst time at trying to turn it off so they can be quiet and while they're hiding it's fair it's very loud Leela turns it off and the leader is like, shh. I do like how they change a sign that goes from, that uh, originally says eco-feminist reading room. And then as a spotlight kind of goes off of it, they change it to something even less popular. <laughs> which is a, a very um, good gag. You know, it's, it's helpful to be self-aware when uh, you realize that uh, you are not really selling yourself very well um right incidentally i'm going to change the name of this podcast to something even less popular (laughs) the futurama story the futurama podcast we we dunk on ourselves quite a bit here at back to the futurama but i just want everyone to know i'm actually very proud of what i do hey we've had a lot of fun here tonight. we've had a lot of fun here tonight but we we may we may do have self-deprecating jokes but we have a good time Mostly my brain has just melted from the amount of forest fire smoke I have inhaled today, personally. So... The more you know. So... I feel like I've made that joke before. Somebody, I think Leela, says that they've done nothing wrong other than killing and dismembering the vice president. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them kind of suggest that maybe they should turn themselves in. They can do their their toenails and then make shivs. Classic. um, Mm -hmm. Classic slumber party antics if i know anything about girls slumber parties mm-hmm. uh leela argues that they should take action by sabotaging the golf course and frida says that uh frida well she's hesitant at first but then she asks if she can still use her bullhorn and leela says that bullhorns are a core of ecofeminism and so frida's totally in again the next scene has has a vehicle cleaning the rings of saturn like, a, like almost like a Zamboni kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very I mean, like a street sweeper, street or, sweeper, mm-hmm. or Zamboni kind of thing. Um, uh, and the eco-feminists come in and put uh, refined sugar in its fuel tank and shove a organic potato up its tailpipe and it shuts down. They also and like this and it goes back to like the my complaints with it, like being over the top where they are. Uh, it's like this bright pink van. Sure. And uh they 
uh, Leela says like full power to the vagina scope, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, like tone it down, maybe just a touch. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit much. It, it, it's a bit much. That's that's all. Um, uh, Leela suggests that the media is going to be negative about this, so they need a lovable mascot to be able to gain support from the people. It cuts to the muck leech in its little terrarium Mm -hmm. back at Planet Express. Which Zoidberg is about to attempt to eat. Leela stops him and uh, she does give the line that uh, I'm very surprised at you slightly, which (laughs) I think is the epitome of like, all right, we Zoidberg, we know you. And like, as sort of friends, I guess I'm required to give you the benefit of the doubt for a brief moment but honestly we all knew you were going to try to eat this thing yeah i'm surprised it took him that long that's where the surprise yeah, is. yeah exactly i'm surprised it's not already eaten yeah like he forgot about it or something maybe he got distracted by his his neck snapping after being hit by a golf ball that's true maybe he was just in the hospital this whole time it's true because he did fall pretty high off of that uh high dive that's true. So she grabs this muck leech and she tries to kind of sneak back out. But Fry manages to see her as she's leaving. Mm-hmm. And they have sort of a touching moment where uh, they both say that they're really going to miss each other. And um, I think in sort of the the it's one of those moments where it's like I really have a lot of sympathy for Fry because like he says that like oh you I mean you don't need to explain anything um and of course you're always going to do this because you're you right and that is a pretty touching it's a pretty touching moment because like you know the, up to uh, through the whole through the whole original run it was always this joke of like well I'm going to get Leela no matter what because she just doesn't realize that she loves right. like it was that really sort of stereotypical like trying to get this girl who won't look at me. Sure. Um, and so it's, it is nice. Like as much as I sort of, uh, you know, I, I'm inherently going to compare the movies and the later seasons to the original. Sure. But like this, I think this is one of the, the biggest ways that they really improved it where Fry, um, you know, really grows as a person in sure. that regard. I and, mean, what he says here is, is incredibly like, emotionally mature exactly um, which is you know a, a huge amount of character growth for fry right whereas like in the original run like there's a scene where she's literally just like i just never had parents and i wish that someone would hold me and and he's like well i'll hold you and like also i'm a spanking machine right like you know and so it is nice to see that that character development from fry sure um I, I actually really do like that a lot. Agreed. I don't have anything to add to that. I, I, I like that uh, discussion. Um, so and then uh, they say goodbye and then Bender calls dibs on her iPod. And Zoidberg it attempts to and then realizes he's been beat to it. Fry goes walking around and finds Hutch, who has come to Earth. Uh, the reason for him coming to Earth is top secret, but he'll think it to Fry so that it's safe. Instead, he smashes a bottle over Fry's head and dumps him into a dumpster that has gold light coming out of it. Fry wakes up in the uh, what we find out momentarily is the Great Hall of the Ancient Legion of Madfellows. 
Uh, Hutch indicates that the fate of the universe relies on Fry, which Fry responds with, yeah, that happens. <laughs> he, sp- he says, uh, yeah, I get that a lot, which <laughs> it's true. is maybe the best response to the fate of the world depends on you. Yeah, it's pretty great. Whether or not it's true, and in this case it is. Yeah. It most Fry definitely is, is. Fry has gotten it multiple times. But just the response like, yeah, I get that a lot. It's very good. Remember that for your next like, D&D game. Ooh, I and like someone's that. like... We need you to save the world. Just be like, yeah, I get that a lot. Ooh, I like that. You do an NPC that says that. Mm-hmm. I am hashtag in love in that with that NPC. Not sure why I hashtagged it, but I did it. Everybody down here is sort of uh, they look disheveled. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe like homeless or or something. They all look like Hutch. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the great curator, which is this guy who's in a really long, like white uh shirt robe yeah something with a big number nine on it now the thing is this guy is in the first handful of episodes right because originally they were going to uh have him like a whole collection of these people wearing these like shirts with numbers on them be part of some like big thing that eventually got abandoned and so bringing him back in now is sort of this throwback to like we had these big plans and never did anything with it but we're gonna try to do something fun with it now exactly he, he is the great curator uh he indicates that chi permeated well he he tries to do it in like dude speak like like surfer dude speak or whatever uh-huh and then fry's like no 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 this is not how this should go this should be way more epic right He's he's telling um, him to up like their mysterious really, language yeah. and yeah. He starts with a really really long time ago and he's like eons ago and and Fry's like yeah that's the stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the so he indicates that Chi uh, the uh, permeated the universe eons ago, causing life in the across the cosmos, uh, but it is uh, recently started to recede, causing the diver- diversity of life to shrink. It turns out that. Um life force is kind of starting to come back and it's Mm -hmm. on this asteroid um floating around this purple or this violet dwarf and it's the exact one that leela wants to save it's funny how these two things come together in this way um and specifically well and it's also pointed out that the dark ones want to stop this and so fry can't tell anyone about it Mm -hmm. because the the dark ones can read thoughts but since Fry lacks a Delta brainwave, right, they can't read his thoughts. But if he tells anybody, they'll read their thoughts, and then uh, the Dark Ones will know what's up. Right. Uh, he, he he thinks for a minute, and then Foot swears to keep the secret, which is this weird kind of like slapping of feet. Yeah, the thing. Grand Curator is strangely obsessed with like pointing and and grabbing things with Mm -hmm. his feet and then they foot swear and then they salute each other with their feet and it's kind of weird because uh the great curator is the way i want to describe what he's wearing is like the night shirt that marshall wears in how i met your mother okay yeah because it's just gonna let it all out it's gonna show it it's everybody gets to see it granted we don't know what what he's got going underneath we know what marshall did not a thing I mean, uh, no, it's a good it's a good question. I'm sure Fry knows the answer to that now. I'm sure everybody that had the bottom part of that frame knows. Um, and then they show the picture of Leo Wong as the who they must stop from v- destroying the Violet Dwarf. And 
Fry's like, oh, I know him. I work with his daughter. Good. That'll save about 15 minutes of explanation. Thank you, Fry. <laughs> um, so it cuts to the golf club where Fry is trying to apply for a job. Uh, and uh, he does point out he's willing to start at the bottom and then infiltrate his way up. Good wording. And basically, the whole scene is just like him very directly reading Leo's thoughts and then repeating exactly what Leo says, even to the point where he's like, I could be trying harder. And Leo buys it because like, hey, you and I think kind of alike. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of true. So he gets a security guard job. Meanwhile, at the King Kong hole, which I I, I think it, they have a sign, uh, flag that says eighteen, but it can't. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that's the because there's a black hole, right? Maybe I don't know. But then they previously discussed having it at the Violet hmm. Dwarf store, so I'm thinking it's just a placeholder flag or something, right? Or all of them say eighteen. Who cares? <laughs> it's a miniature <laughs> golf course in a movie that ends up like who cares. No, you're right. You're right. You're, Nerds I, on the internet. Exactly. Will care. That's what I was about to say. And you if, could see that in my like oh, yeah. the gears turning in my head of like who's going to internet nerds. Yes. And I just remembered, oh, we're also those. <laughs> and we definitely cater to that sort of Yes, uh, that's the podcast demographic. So, so So yes. So there's an eighteen flag and probably that was a mistake by the people that made this movie. Go for it, internet nerds. Well, no, I mean, they're testing out the hole. So I think that it's like intended to be, um, it's intended to be the last hole, but they haven't like put the black hole in it yet. Oh, I see. Okay. I, gotcha. I think that's what they're going for. Okay. Because well, this is very clearly a beta test. Of, oh, I see. I of, like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they, they finish this test of the King Kong hole. It looks like it works really well. The eco-feminists come and destroying it by kind of dislodging the asteroid or moon that it was on and then paints King Kong with makeup. Now we actually go back to where they are watching Linda and Morbo, Mm -hmm. where I screwed up a long, long time ago. Linda gets upset that Morbo always gets to read the opening headline. That's a fair point. And then it cuts to this message that they got from the eco-feminist collective you know, there it's Leela gives a very confusing message about how Leo is a parasite, and that's why they and all parasites must be vanquished, and that's why they have this parasite as their mascot, mascot. and should be saved. And it's it like she even admits this yeah. is a very confusing message, um, but surprisingly, this message works really well on Linda. Maybe it's the fact that she just got snubbed. Sure. Um, who really knows? But it like. They do this like eco-feminist like chant uh, or shout. Sure. And uh, Linda then mm-hmm. does that as soon as that transmission's over. So Linda's totally on right. board now with this mission. They also do a person on the street thing and find Petunia, who is also like, well, I don't know how, how I can help him other than maybe sitting smokes to him. Right. It's a, it's a fairly... Uh, They're getting support. It's a fairly gendered sort of reaction um, because the the ladies really seem to be into it and the guys are less so right so again on spoiler next episode that's only gonna get worse oh great we're gonna talk about over the top the entire time huh maybe who knows (laughs) spoiler alert for next week um anyway spoiler alert for next episode the one where ben becomes a real bummer (laughs) 
Unless there's still forest fire smoke, at which point I will be reading articles of clothing off of a website that I think is trying to define golf pants. <laughs> it could go either way. Who Stay is tuned. to know? Leo then requests help from Nixon after watching the video where Linda is, is uh, uniting with the ecofeminists. Uh, Nixon's initial response is the armed forces do not serve his private business interests. He then immediately starts laughing. He's like, oh, I'm just jerking your chain. Nixon's initial reaction is actually that he's impressed by TiVo. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about the impression of TiVo. Like, I, so I worked as a TiVo sales and retention agent. Ooh, retention. Uh, uh-huh. For 45 days. A short, a short tenure. Because of that whole retention part. Um, so if you tried to cancel TiVo in the fall of 2009, there's a good chance you spoke directly with me. And, uh, so every time TiVo, like the little doot doot, that uh-huh. sound that TiVos make, I'm always like, oh, TiVo. <laughs> it's in, um, it's in shivers. Don't get me spine. wrong. It's a good product. It is a good product. I TiVo, agree. please don't sue me because I actually think TiVos are pretty great. But being a retention agent is not great. Trying to talk people out of canceling TiVo service, uh, which costs like $12 a month on top of already paying for cable. Right. Not an easy thing to do. And I hated it. And I quit after 45 days for a reason. Sure. So I will always notice TiVo references forever. Good to know. The moral of that story. The moral of the story. You're just like skipping right on by TiVo. (laughs) And I'm like, here's here's an hour lecture. Stop stop the trains. We have to talk about TiVo. This is now a podcast about my experience working for TiVo. TiVo to the Futurama. Yeah. So anyways, that's my TiVo story (laughs) for this episode. Tune in next week when I talk about over the top uh, negative representations of feminism and media and the time I worked at TiVo. <laughs> It'll be fun for all. <laughs> uh, I look forward to that very much so. Um, Do you though? No, I really don't. I'm trying to butter you up, friend. So it cuts to Nixon's, uh, the Oval Office at the White House with that, that has a sign that says Color TV. Uh, Zap is reporting for duty. He has not been able to identify the eco-feminists Although he seems to have have stared at their dossiers for a long time, and he says it as dossiers, mm-hmm. um, as like a, a like a derriere, like a derriere. Mm-hmm. So it's like he also mentions the word stroked, and I'm just not okay with that. No, sir. Uh, but he does point out that somebody has has offered to lead them to them to the eco feminists, and Bender walks in, mm-hmm. and at that point. Kiff, the one-man band who has been playing a marching <laughs> tune this whole time. Which is a really, really funny look. Uh-huh. Although also, he's killing it. He's doing a very he's good job. He's doing a really good job. He plays a note on like the trumpet or something, and then a to-be-continued sign comes out. And that's where the episode ends. And that means, finally, we have made it to grades. If I had to... Describe this episode in one word. It, that word would be meh. M-E-H. Fair. Because, eh, I mean, it, it, there's nothing... I mean, again, you know, the the eco-feminist collective is uh, over the top and, mm-hmm. and uh, problematic to at least some degree. But other than that, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, there wasn't really anything where I'm just like... I hate it. And there wasn't really anything where I'm like, I love it. Sure. Um, 
I think the biggest highlight for me is is we do get that moment between Fry and Leela, which is actually very touching. Sure. And also fin- uh, fantastic character growth for Fry, which I really enjoy. Otherwise, it's like a bunch of dudes playing golf and <laughs> that is fair scheming about building a golf course. And I just feel like it's one of those 80s movies where they're going to tear down like the the place all the kids go to skateboard uh, to build a golf golf course. And then somehow they need to do like a skateboard race to win, to not have the golf course be built. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It does feel like that. Yes. Where it's just like, I don't really care. <laughs> and I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I do consider myself an environmentalist to at least some degree. And I don't think that animal habitats should be destroyed for the sake of a golf course. But this is also a weird space golf course mm-hmm. and I just don't care. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a perfectly middle of the road, the mettest grade that ever existed. Solid C. <laughs> that is fair. I, I'm having a hard time. You know, I, I totally agree with you on mo- all of your points. I think I, I do think that the scene with, between Fry and Leela is like, uh, as you kind of alluded to a real big highlight like it is it is worth the price of admission to probably the entire movie for that one scene i'd say okay because it is so well it's it's well crafted well put together and it 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 you know it shows fry has grown you're right everything that surrounds that is kind of meh i kind of like the uh the ancient order of Oddfellows. okay um, just because it's so kind of bizarre. Okay. See, they don't really do much for me personally. Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, y- you're right that you know every th- we're we're not treading new ground in a lot of things. Like Fry even admits, like, yes, I've heard a right. lot of this. Like, mm-hmm. I am I am the destiny one. Yay mm-hmm. for yeah, me I get again. That a lot. You're right. It is that scene is kind of the highlight, and there's not many great jokes. There's not many bad jokes. It's just kind of meh like it's hard to disagree so i think i'll bump it up just a little bit because i i appreciate that scene so much from a character uh, growth point of view but i can't bump it up to anything more than c plus okay it is very meh all right uh well we want to know if uh you agree with our neutral assessment of this neutral episode tell my wife hello Actually, I th- I do think she likes that she has a bit of a uh, fan club. Oh, I, um, I, I I think she does, too. I was referencing the neutral planet. Oh, no, I know. But I was like, but seriously, <laughs> like, uh, you know, tell her hello. So That's fair, yeah. Um, But anyways, if you want to tell Mike's wife hello um, <laughs> or uh, call us filthy neutrals for thinking this episode was as neutral as it was. Or accidentally start a, a, a war against Jeopardy. Right. Or if you... Uh, if you want to know more about my upcoming project where I turn The Breakfast Club into a TV show. Uh-huh. We're, we're going we're gonna to be executive producing a lot of these things. You can do that in many ways. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so find us there, uh, rate us, review us, subscribe, and uh, send to your friends, and let's all go watch uh, a a Futurama-based Jeopardy together. Maybe not this episode is the one to send to friends. Jeopardy Fry. 
also, uh, Patreon is a thing. And if you, <laughs> for some reason, felt that this episode was worth hard-earned money, you can support us on Patreon. The money that we get from that goes back into the show. Mm-hmm. It's how we got uh, our website, backtothefuturama.net. Whoa. Um, it's it how, awesome. uh, you know, we can get... Uh, equipment and hosting fees and all of that. So, uh, you know, it goes back into making this. I was going to say great, but uh, (laughs) you just listen to it. You can't unlisten to it. You decide. Uh, That's at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. I think this one's done. I think we stick a fork in it. I think we've done enough. Uh, I just opened the oven on it and this this sucker is burnt. (laughs) We had left it in there too long. I guess we're going to have to order a pizza. So until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. Do not tip the delivery. No, tip your drivers. (laughs) Joking aside.